Welcome to the Strong John Fitness Podcast. This show is dedicated to helping you achieve your best body without the BS. We'll cover training, nutrition, basically everything you need for a successful fitness journey, and we'll have some fun along the way. I'm your host, John Vlahoinakos. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are diving into a little Q&A, as the title states. Um, yeah, so I think a week or so ago, I posted on my story on Instagram about it being a Sunday, and it's very easy to just not do anything on Sundays, and how that's really counterintuitive for your fat loss goals to just sit there and do nothing all day. Even though I'm, I, I love rest days, I think everyone should have rest days, rest days don't necessarily mean sit and do nothing. Because the one thing we definitely want to keep in mind is our need. So when I posted that story on on Instagram, like I said, updating my step count, letting everyone know what I did to get it up there, I got 11,000 steps on a non-workout, no-cardio day, which I don't do cardio anyways. Um, So we're going to start off the Q&A with the question I got based on that story. And why are steps so important? Your steps are super important for more than just fat loss. Um, It's good to move for your physical and mental well-being. We are not meant to just sit all day long. We do way too much of that as it is. You'll find a day where if you compare two days, one of them you're sitting all day, do nothing. The other one, you're, you're moving about, you're active, you're, you maybe had a workout or maybe you didn't, but you're, you're moving about, whether it was grocery shopping, cleaning the house, whatever it was, you're going to notice a huge difference in your behavior from those two days. The day you sat around, did nothing all day, you're going to feel lethargic. You're going to feel lazy. You're going to feel tired and you're less likely to stick to whatever meals you typically have planned for yourself. You're going to have, I think more cravings. You're going to eat out of boredom. It's going to be less helpful for what you want to accomplish with your fitness goals. The active day, you're going to feel great and you're going to feel accomplished. You did things around the house or whatever it is you did. You're more likely to stick to a healthier diet or better food choices. And you just feel good. It's, it's, it feels really good to just move about and not be lethargic and bored and sitting there all day long. So when it comes to steps and fat loss, steps are important because our metabolism is not, I don't want to say like stuck at a certain point, but it's not controlled by exercise the way we think it is, right? When it comes to your metabolism, around 60% of it is just you. If you laid there all day long, you're resting metabolic rate. That's like 60% of your metabolism. Your exercise is only really 5 to 10% of your total metabolism right contributes that much how much you eat is like five percent sometimes maybe ten if you're on a really high high protein diet that could help bump that number up but it's really the neat the non-exercise activity thermogenesis that really is a one of the biggest variables in fat loss and this is why step counts have become so popular lately and it's why they're so important because your neat can go from anywhere from 15 i think up to 25 percent of your metabolism. And that's a big jump. 
right? Everyone wants to work out more, work out harder, do more cardio. That's great and all, but what are you doing for the rest of the day? You can have the most kick-ass workout an hour every day, five days a week, whatever it is. But what are you doing for the other 23 hours? All right, eight of them you're sleeping. So what are you doing for the other 15 hours? You know what I mean? If you're sitting there all day long, you're not helping yourself. You have an, a stronger chance to quote unquote boost your metabolism. And I hate to use that word, but to help your metabolism, to create a larger energy deficit, to help you lose more fat over time, to prevent you from having to eat less food over time as you try to lose fat. If you can be active outside of exercise activities, outside of your workouts, you will burn more calories every single day. And like I said, your metabolism will be higher because your NEAT will be higher. NEAT is the biggest variable we can control when it comes to your metabolism. So that's why steps are so important. And not that you have to hit 10,000. 10,000 is like this gold standard number. If you're someone who gets 1,000 or 2,000 a day, um, I would never ask you to try to get 10,000. That's an impossible feat. If you're averaging one to 2,000 steps a day, the next goal, honestly, I'll tell you to double it. Go three, four, maybe even 5,000. Once you can get that consistently, and it'll ask for more, then we'll ask for more until you're active, really, and you're, you're getting a good amount of steps on a daily basis. Walking, to me, is the best thing you could do. And now that the weather's getting nicer, I strongly recommend everyone go for multiple 20 to 30 minute walks a day just to get out of the house, just to get out of the brain fog, disconnect from social media, from TV, whatever it is, from work, listen to a podcast, this podcast, listen to your favorite songs and go for a walk. There's nothing unhealthy about walking. Think of it that way. So that's why I like to manage my steps. I know that I will lose fat at a better rate when I can control my steps, when I get my steps up, like COVID at the beginning of COVID last year in 2020, we were walking two, three times a day. I wasn't eating the best, let's say like my calories were never really on target every week. Um, I love barbecue and beer. <laughs> so that drove my calories up a little bit, but with the amount I was walking every day, I was like 15,000 steps daily, like easily 15,000 steps a day, super active just feeling good overall. And that was not adding any more workouts, not adding in runs. Cause God knows I'm not, I'm not running. I'm, I'm not running. So walking with the family was amazing. It felt great. So if you're the type of person who doesn't want to decrease the amount of food you're eating, you don't want to add another workout day or longer workouts, which I don't necessarily suggest anyways, you don't want to add in cardio. You don't want to run. No problem. Try to find ways to get your steps up which will get your need up. So my go-tos are laundry, clean the house, which is vacuuming, mopping, whatever. Sometimes I like to reorganize um, my office, the gym, my bedroom, smooth things around, um, organize the backyard, clean the dishes, clean the dishes by hand instead of a dishwasher. Redecorate. Just little things to do to keep you moving throughout the day. If you have kids, activities with the kids will definitely get it up. Giving the kids baths, helping them up and down the stairs, just whatever. As long as you're moving and not just sitting on your butt all day, 
it's going to make the journey easier. So next question. This was a great question. I got this from one of my clients in her check-in form the other day. Will using heavier weights prevent fat loss? And I feel like this question, it's not, it's not her fault for asking this. I think the misinformation just comes from women and lifting and, and the culture that was like bodybuilding culture creeped into general population fitness. Ladies, doesn't matter what age you are, had kids or not, nationality, doesn't matter. Lifting weights will never prevent fat loss, ever. And in turn, it will never make you bulky. I just, you know, I have to throw that out there. Fat loss comes from a calorie equation. How many calories are you burning? How many calories are you eating? What's the difference between them? Are you in a surplus or in a deficit? Or is it about the same? Now, we'll preface that by saying you'll, you'll never know exactly what the calories burned are ever. Nothing's accurate enough to know, but you can control the calorie intake. You'll always know what you're putting into your body. So when you can focus on that, when you can focus on your calories, make sure you're getting enough protein, you'll know if you're in a deficit or not based on an average. If you take your average weight every day for a couple of weeks and the calories you're eating, you'll find the trend of what your weight is doing. Trending up, trending down, staying the same. The body composition changes. But using heavier weights just means you're getting stronger. Just means you could be building lean muscle tissue over, over time, right? It doesn't happen overnight, but over time. If you're looking for tone and definition, you're not going to get there doing butt kicks and a bunch of cardio every day. It's not happening. You need to get stronger over time. You need to progressively overload, which means if you have access to weights, using heavier weights over time, adding reps, you're using bands, try to get stronger bands. So you're getting, again, stronger over time, but that would never, ever prevent the body from losing fat. The reason why we like to strength train and resistance train in fat loss phases is because we want to maintain as much muscle as possible while we lose fat. The last thing we'd want is to not train being a big deficit and potentially have the body tap into muscle for energy. We don't want that. That's the last thing you want. Cause again, Based on my experiences, women want tone. They want definition. And you can't have definition or tone without muscle. So you need to train to build muscle. So that's important. Um, so like I said, heavier weights will never prevent fat loss. The one thing you might see is an increase on the scale. If you're getting used to a new training block or phase, using heavier weights, using more volume, you could be holding to some water weight with the muscles adapting to, to the new stimulus. And that's fine. That's again, that's not fat. The scale is manipulated by seven variables on a daily basis. Eight, if you're a woman. Um, so definitely don't worry about the day to day on the scale. Look at the trends over time, over weeks and months. Look at the progress pictures over weeks, measurements over weeks, right? Fat isn't gained or lost in a day, even a week, give it time. So keep pushing for heavier weights, keep getting stronger. You can still lose fat if you're in a calorie deficit, long and short of it. Last question, because you know I like to keep these super, super concise for you. If I feel like I want a harder workout, should I add more exercises or should I increase the weight on the exercises I already have? Now, this is a great question. Um, when it comes to training and workouts, 
it depends on if you have a coach, if you have a training plan already, or if you're just making it up as you go. The one thing I'll say, it's it's never really beneficial to, to, to keep adding exercises to a program. Again, it depends very much on the individual, the style of training. For most people, you don't have to add more exercises than you already have. I mean, I'm in a few different Facebook groups, and this is no shots towards anyone, but this one gentleman was trying to create a total body plan based off of his previous like five-day split. So he just added... He tried to combine five days of training into three days. And every day, it was so much volume. It was way too much work. Most people do not need that much volume. You don't need to do 15 exercises a day, 50 sets of legs. Like you don't need that by any stretch. Enhanced athletes, I don't, don't even get up there. So when it comes to wanting a tougher workout, the best way to make a workout more challenging is to increase the weight you're using on the exercises you already have. And that depends on the rep ranges that are prescribed, um, how you're feeling, what your RPE is, your rate of perceived exertion, or if you're using reps in reserve, what your reps in reserve is. So let's say you're doing sets of squats and you're already kind of, you, it's eight to 10 reps using hundred pounds and you're getting 10 reps every time. And it's feeling pretty easy at this point. You need to add more weight, 100%. Right? You're already at the top of the rep range. Add some more weight. Go to the bottom of the prescribed rep range, which would be eight, and then build yourself back up again. That's the best way to do it, in my opinion. The other thing you can do too, and then it depends on the equipment you have available to you, your time, so many factors. Like these questions are tough without knowing the individual variables. You could superset different exercises to make it tougher. You could cut the rest times down, but again, a harder workout isn't necessarily a better workout. It really depends on what the term hard means. If it's something like you, you want to leave the, the gym dripped in sweat all the time, maybe add a, a hit training finisher, five minute kind of circuit and just go nuts just to top off the workout. But your, your main priority in workouts should be getting progressively stronger and mostly compound movements and supplementing that with some isolation movements to help round out the body goals that you have, the physique goals, the fitness goals that you have. That's the best way to do it. Progressively overload, add more weight over time and just continue to get stronger. That's, that's the way to do it. Don't, don't just keep adding exercises, adding exercises. You don't need, 15 exercises with three to five sets each like it's way too much most people listening to this probably don't have that kind of time either nor do we want to like my workouts are topped out at i think it's taking me about an hour these days and i like them like my coach has them set up my, they don't have to be any longer than that i have my rest times prescribed and if i don't need the full rest i don't take them but uh i feel good i don't want to work out for more than an hour ask me this 10 years ago hell yeah i'd be in the gym for an hour and a half two hours even for my powerlifting meet, I would be in the gym two and a half hours sometimes because I had to do squat, bench, and deadlift up to 80% of my max. But that's a completely different scenario, right? Most people listening to this are not competitors, whether powerlifting or bodybuilding. Um, so adding more exercises, being super long workouts, it's not going to be beneficial. 
aim to get stronger. Don't be afraid to push yourself. That's going to be the key to, to building muscle and strength and longevity over time. That's the episode for today. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you being here. If you like the podcast, I'd love you to leave a review, share it on your favorite social media platform. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm not really on TikTok. Not that I'm sharing these on TikTok anyways. But uh, if this podcast benefited you in any way, you think it'll benefit anyone else, send it to them. Tag me and have me send it to them. Whatever it is. Uh, My DMs are always open on Instagram. I'm happy to answer any questions. If you're looking to solidify your fitness goals this year, apply for coaching. The link is in the description. Work together one-on-one to make sure you get the most out of your fitness journey. Stop struggling. Stop spinning your wheels and make this the last time you diet, right? We build a lifestyle for longevity. Make 2021 your fittest year yet. That's the podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you on the next one.